Yeah, here in a bit, man. That's what I want to show you. We find we finally rolled up in our new car. You finally got the new car. You got the new the new ride. Yeah, man. Name like, dude, I gotta drop this place. Freaking Gateway Auto off of I think L Street and one o eighth. 120th one of those things anyway gateway auto they helped me out they found me a good deal i uh, hope it works out for you yeah man it, it's a car place you know no Maybe matter you where you go it's all no yeah tricky. they're all the same they all act the same they all everything's you know uh sunshine and rainbows until it isn't yeah so but i'll roll with the punches as they go man yeah so uh should we just jump straight into it uh, yeah man remember all right. this is all your show i'm just here to listen. so yes mj thank you for joining me today because i'm hijacking the show uh it's gonna be a little because s- it's gonna be a little crazy and just in case you guys hear any barking or anything going crazy my dog is sitting at my feet tonight because couldn't keep her outside because it's already where we're recording here it's pretty late so i didn't want to have her outside and then wake up the neighbors or anything like that which is weird because it feels so fucking perfect right now it is it it is actually nice day which is nice from the like 102 degree weather we had over the last trust me i know so with uh talking about (laughs) that i am hijacking the episode today because normally we talk about anything like in pop culture which this does kind of cover pop culture and we talk mainly about comic books hence the name comics and chain but today i wanted to take a special kind of detour and I wanted to talk about something near and dear to my heart, and that is uh, wrestling, because this past week was a really rough time, if you're a wrestling fan, because we lost, not only did we lose Terry Funk, um, legendary hardcore wrestler, but we also lost Bray Wyatt, who was the one that came as a huge surprise, and this was on Thursday um, Dude, a lot of famous of people last are, week. A lot we of lost Terry Funk are, on Wednesday. A lot of people were famous are dropping dropping like flies this um, month. and i just want to say that as of this recording too uh could you go ahead and pass me my phone there yeah quick? and uh i do want to say as of this recording right now we did lose bob barker this morning yeah I was as fucking... well he was a hundred years old so i mean it's it's I thought it, it was 99 uh 99 <laughs> i just talked i give let's I give just him round up right Close and uh and that's sad and everything but uh, we also did get a thing confirmed on twitter today that that uh, Arlene Sorkin passed away. Who? Arlene Sorkin. If you don't know who she is, she is most famously noted as the girl who voiced Harley Quinn in the Batman Adventures. Like the very first one? Yeah. Batman really, the animated before like, Tara Strong became one of the... Yes. Damn. So the original voice actress for Harley Quinn passed away today. Because um, I know like they all, a lot of them so, sound the same, but I know those two in it's, particular. It's, it's been a rough week if you're in, yeah, it's been a rough week if you've been, been in the uh, pop culture thing. But for me as a wrestling fan, losing two wrestlers uh, in, one week. And, and, and in, in one week is, is rough. Um, but I'll get to why I think that is. And if before you guys turn the channel, if you just, this is my own personal opinion, um, you can. We've we've heard everything coming in through Twitter and everything like that. So, if you're tired of hearing about this, then by all means, we'll be back with an episode on some comic books. How many episodes has it been since we actually talked about a comic book? Uh, <laughs> because I'm doing this this week, it's gonna be a nice, decent chunk. Yeah, so almost a month, right? Almost, yeah, yeah just about. because it was your birthday, then. Blue Beetle. Well, Blue Beetle kind of counted as a comic book. I mean, close but enough, I mean, like yeah. it's where we actually talked about comic books. Yeah, it's been a, yeah, it's been a minute. Be we got but, some good stuff coming. So, 
I just wanted to jump jump into this because, like, you know, I grew up ever since I was a kid, and I'm gonna lay some backstory on you, Mark. All right. So ever since I was a kid, I kind of always been a wrestling fan. Uh, Long story, like, long story short, my dad found a way to steal cable. Yeah. (laughs) So we had a a black box. Is what they called them back in the day, and uh, we had one of those. So like. Illegal. Oh, it was it was illegal as hard. Like he had one of his buddies from the cable company, like up on a pole. And I remember this as like a young age. So I was like, <laughs> I was like maybe four, maybe five. You know, like this was the age uh, that I got into wrestling because, like, my dad got it mainly because they wanted pay per views. They were big De La Hoya fans. And if uh, my dad's, you know, remember when that was the most expensive thing to do? Oh yeah. So every Saturday that they had boxing. There was half of the neighborhood in my house, yeah. in the living room in my house, and we didn't even have the biggest fucking TV. Yeah, but we had the entire neighborhood in our house, and my dad loved his sound system, so the sound system bumped the entire neighborhood, and uh, yeah, that was every Saturday night. But come Sunday, I got the TV, mm-hmm. so like sometimes I would wake up, and when we, there wasn't like a fight or anything, we'd watch movies, or you know, we had like we had all the channels, we had HBO, we had Showtime. Uh, HBO had been a big thing because it had kind of you know just started like being yeah. a, being big and doing movies, uh, and then pay per view was a thing you know so yeah. we got to watch like a lot of the pay per views so I remember you know waking up and I would be like oh man like now I get to watch like what is this because like I'd start watch wrestling and I started watching wrestling like on TV and I started with like pay per views because like I would watch the pay per views and then. I found out that they had a Saturday morning program, so yeah. I'd start watching that WWE super or WWF superstars at the time. Yeah. I started watching that, and I since then I was into it. I I used to grab the pillows from the couch, and I'd throw them on the floor, and I'd <laughs> wrestle the pillows, and I could do jumping like jumping arm uh, elbow drops off the top yeah. of the cushion of the of the couch, like off the arm of the couch. Yeah, and. It would be funny because, like, my dad and my mom would yell at me, like, hey, quit jumping on the fucking couch. Uh, Not knowing, like, years later, like, I would, you know, go on to do, like, some backyard wrestling with some friends of mine. And this is where I want to, like, get into talking about, like, Terry Funk. What if your family members came in and saw you, like, body slam a pillow? If they saw you body slam a pillow and they're like, why why is Serge humping the pillows? <laughs> What's going uh, on? Nowadays it would be that, yeah. But <laughs> um, no, because like I was kind of watching wrestling when I was doing these things. Yeah. So like it was on in the background of the TV. Mm. And so what I would technically do is like, you know, to if if you've met me, I'm not the tallest guy in the world. So like that wasn't shown when I was a kid, but like we had a really nice couch. We had these big, huge couch cushions. So. Yeah. You know, when I was like Logan's age, three or four years old, they were about the size of me. So I would stand them up as good as I can and I would clothesline them and I'd body slam them and I'd <laughs> jump on them and I'd jump off the fucking edge of the couch and do the elbow drop or do the leg drop and mimic like Hulk Hogan, mimic the Macho Man because that's who I would do. I'd stand on the couch, raise my yeah. arms up like the Macho Man and then drop the elbow. I'd do the Warrior Splat. Like anything I saw them doing on TV, I would try to do. And I would also wrestle, like, my friends, and uh, eventually when we all got into wrestling. So skip forward, like, years, years later, um, me and my friends started, like, a backyard, you know, federation thing. Like, because that was, like, the trend in, the ni- in, in, like, the 90s, 2000s. Yeah, I remember, because, uh, like, like <laughs> yesterday we were watching wrestling, right? Especially that tribute they did to, what, what was the one? To Bray Wyatt. 
Okay, Pretty and uh, you know, we'll I'll, I'll throw in my input. Thanks for being understanding, by the way, because I used to watch. <laughs> no, wrestling. yeah, and uh, yeah, go like, ahead. Some, like some people grow with it, and some people just fall out of it. I was one of the ones that fall out of it because, I mean, nothing against wrestling. I respect the sport because I respect the fucking athletics you have to do to keep up that stuff for yeah. years. Because like. Like some people know, people know these days that it's staged, but they don't know the fucking effort you got to put into it to be able to do all those stunts. Like, right. it's literally, hey, how many no, times can uh, I fucking slam my body before I, I can't do it? Anymore? I don't know how many times I've had to tell people. Like I, I and we we talked about this yesterday. Yeah, because I don't I know how many people I had much. to tell people. Like uh, wrestlers are the greatest stuntmen in the world. Yeah, they put their bodies on 365 days out of the year. Um. You know, maybe not exactly 365 days out of the year, but, like, those numbers, like, they are always working. The wrestling doesn't take a time off, and I'll get to some stories uh, as, as we go further, but, like, yeah. like they've all, they've been consistent. Like, wrestlers have wrestled injured um, because there are some wrestlers who have wrestled injured because when you're on the top of the fucking mountain, excuse me, and you get injured... You know, you got to lose that, and you got to build your way back up to that momentum. And if you can't go back to that level that you were at, there's always that next guy. It's dog eat dog. Yeah, you know, and, and, not, and that dog's uh, gonna eat you up. And not a lot of them can keep up that. Right. So, yeah. like, the last thing they want to do is get injured. And when that does yeah. happen, you know that it's it's a blessing and it's a curse all the time because like you never want to see your favorite wrestler get injured. God forbid, die. Um, or I shouldn't say die, like pass away. Uh, but you never want to like see that because yeah. it's just, it, it becomes too real and, uh, it, it sucks. But sometimes like when a wrestler gets injured or something happens backstage, it's a push for another guy and, and it's great. But these two instances are not that case today, but th- just to give you a, a short story, like that was how I was when I was a kid. I loved wrestling uh, there was a buddy of mine who loved wrestling. Um, we we grew up. We watched it. We would order the pay per views at his mom's house. We'd watch them. They were amazing. We loved it. Uh, and to this day, he's he, he's still my friend, but he doesn't follow it as much as like I still do. Yeah. Um, years later, years later, I would go on Chris, who was on the show a few weeks ago. Yeah, was a huge wrestling fan. Uh, we have a listener, David Raymond. He was a huge wrestling fan when we were in high school. We like he, he used to crack me up all the time. Because his favorite wrestler was Mankind, Mick Foley, right? And which yeah. is funny, he's a really close friend to Terry. That's to do with the mask and the and the sock, Mister yeah, Sock. I remember that. So yeah. like um, a lot of um, it stayed with me. So Cactus Jack was another one of his personas, right? Yeah. And he would always do like the bang bang with the fingers. Yeah. And David would constantly fucking do that in the middle of class. It'd be quiet as shit, and then you would just hear him go bang bang. <laughs> <laughs> so like we were just dumb high school kids right and yeah it was just fun it was always fun uh so i grew up doing a lot of that stuff and the reason like, i'm going to talk about terry funk first here is because uh terry funk was known as like this hardcore wrestler and i'm not a wrestling like guru i'm not a wrestling podcast i've got my friend charles i've got chris they're far you know more into the wrestling fans if if Charles put it once great to me. He said, Serge, you are the wrestling fan still. Like, you haven't been soiled by the backstage politics. You don't care about the backstage news or the rumors or the 
anything like that. Are you talking like Eggman Man or like uh, so the way they would put it is like you know we're like my friend Chris. Chris sees through the storyline, like, oh, it's all story. Like, when you look at, like, stuff like that would happen between maybe, like, CM Punk and the Elite a few years back, you look at stuff like that and you see it, like, all oh, it's story. Yeah. <laughs> Charles once put it to me, he's like, you're still the, like, you see it through the story. Like, you're like, oh, my God, it's it's part of the story. It's great. And I still love it. And I do. I still, like, they call uh, fans like me in the wrestling business, yeah. we would be called Marks. That's what they're called, like because we just geek out over the greatest stories and stuff like that that WWE tells. Even though, like, oh man, I don't like that guy because he's a bad guy, right? And it's like, yeah, nobody likes him, but backstage he's a super sweet, nicest fucking guy you can meet. Like the Miz, everybody hates the Miz, but the Miz in reality is like one of the nicest dudes you could possibly fucking. Yeah, meet. like it's just like it's just but, the he, act but he plays his character. Uh, MJF is the same reason. Like he's probably like a really nice dude, but he that motherfucker stays like in character constantly. So. Stuff like that. Uh, yeah. So I still I still love wrestling. but So I don't claim to say that I know everything that has ever, forever gone on backstage. So me talking about this is just me getting my feelings out and paying my respects to these wrestlers in the best way I can. That'll be saved on a podcast that, you know, we got maybe three or four listeners. Yeah, I got, right. a, I got a couple wrestling stories of my own because, like I said, I remember everything from my childhood mm-hmm. because my cousins were watching it for a while. But after a while, my family, my family is always like you, how you brought up. My family was always just big into boxing. Mm-hmm. So you know, De La Hoya. Then if it oh, was yeah. De La Hoya, it my was Pacquiao. Dad. Then now it's Canelo. Yeah, my dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when when I loved wrestling, he's just like, oh god. And then years later, like you know, me and my dad for a while we lost touch. But years later, we'd come back and we talk and we watch wrestling. And my dad's like. You still watch this shit? <laughs> and he's like, you know what? Like, finally came around. He's like, good for you. Yeah. You know, he's like, I, he, one of the things I got to say, my pops is always like giving me credit for is I stick with what I have. Like, I love my wife and I'll stick with her through tried and true. I love my friends. Ask any one of my friends if you're my friend. I'll stick with you. I'm ride or die, dude. Like, I'll, I'll stick with you. Damn. Um, I will always try. <laughs> I will always try to, like, be there um, yeah. all the time. If I can, like, uh, even, even if I live out here, like if they call me, if they text me, I try to get back to them or I try to call them all the time. Uh, so that being said, like, I don't know much about Terry Funk's like past his history, but I know when I was growing up in the nineties, he was doing stuff in like ECW, he was doing stuff. Uh, I didn't watch like a lot of his NWA days, which is where like they debuted, where they saw like the territories and stuff like that. And by that, they mean new world, new world. (laughs) No, 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 no. And it was the National Wrestling Alliance. There you go. Okay. So I remember those. Oh wait, that new world order I'm thinking about. The NWO is what you're thinking about. Okay, I just want to say not NWA. You know, Ice Cube. So right, (laughs) there are great historic historic matches with Terry Funk, including the Cactus Jack Terry Funk feud in ECW and in WCW. Uh, Terry Funk was known as like the hardcore legend, like a lot of those like Texas Deathmatch types stuff. He embodied what was like hardcore. And if you grew up in the night in the '90s with the Attitude Era, and you grew up like going into the 2000s, uh, but mainly I want to just focus here on the Attitude Era real quick, which you know what that is like. That was like Degeneration X, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock. If you were yeah, in that like genera- Triple H, The Rock, I, I yeah, all yeah, that generation. That. That's that was what was considered the Attitude Era. And Terry Funk was, and 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 Mankind, McFoley, Cactus Jack, yeah. whatever you want to call them during that 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 yeah, time it phase. Was- 
Okay, so my little stint into wrestling, it was around that era that my it's cousins got mainly me to everybody's. Watch. Mainly yeah, everyone. Because like, these are the two main events I only remember from wrestling that followed me all the way to adulthood. Mm-hmm. Well, I told you one was the beef between Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm your poppy, dude. I grew up seeing those fucking t-shirts. You know, now it's I'm your mommy, right? Because what? Dominic Mysterio is a wrestler now. And he's with a girl called Rhea, named Rhea Ripley, who is like it's it's the roles reverse. Like he's the pussy and she's the dominator. Like it's so funny. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So like so like literally like they have T-shirts that says "I'm your mommy." Yeah. Instead of "I'm your poppy," like yeah, it's fucking it's fucking golden. Dude. It's best storyline. One of the best storylines WWE is doing right now. Okay, fucking so awesome. kind of. Kind of revitalize that old right because like she's just, she, and Rhea Ripley. I mean, if you ever see Rhea Ripley, you can look her up on your your phone if you want to. Yeah. Uh, but if you ever look up like Rhea Ripley, <laughs> you'll be like, oh, okay, so she's the tough guy, and Dom's kind of like the weaselly sidekick. Yeah, but like you know, he's with her, yeah. like the way they portray it. So it's it's fucking golden. It writes Dude, itself. It's great. And some people don't really notice, but a lot of these WWE chicks are fucking hot, man. Like, well, yeah, I mean, so they're like. They're better than, like, they're way better than, like, Victoria's Secret models or well, yeah. models and shit. Yeah, and I mean, like, back in the, in, so going back to, like, the Attitude Era in the 90s, the girls were more objectified like that because, like, you know, it was pretty much, like, that's what Vince McMahon wanted. Vince was like, go find me the hottest girl that can chew bubblegum and talk at the same time. I don't give a, f- and, and she has to look good. I don't care if she has in-ring ability. Whereas now it's like, it's awesome because they have in-ring ability. And it just so happens that like, they're hot as well. And like different kind of men find that attractive now. Like, you know, they're not afraid of the muscle mommy anymore. Like, that's okay. Fuck you. You gotta say, choke me out. (laughs) (laughs) So that being said, uh, it, 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 it's weird how the dynamic has changed, how the, how the, the thing has changed. But with going into the 90s, where if you were watching, like, back then, like, they had a lot of, like, these hardcore matches. They did a lot of stuff with, like, blood and guts and stuff like that, uh, right? Yeah, you know the other event that stayed with me? Ed McMahon wrestling a guy with no legs. I oh, when Vince McMahon faced Zach Gowan. Huh? Zach Gowan, the guy that had one leg. I remember him with no legs, because... There's never been a guy with no legs? I'm going to have to look it up, but I remember it was, had, it was a pay-per-view... One leg. Yeah, it was, it, was it was a pay-per-view event, and I know... Yeah, it was Vince McMahon versus Zach Gowan, and he had a... Yeah, it was... Vince it, McMahon, wow, I'm really yeah, out of it right he's, now. He's really like a piece of shit sometimes, but... Vince McMahon? Without Vince McMahon, we don't have what we have today. Which is weird to say. And for correction, so, because I've been saying Egg McMahon, I was like, wait yeah, not Vince right. McMahon. I'm, I'm tired, man. So... <laughs> With that being said, like in that hardcore era, you had Terry Funk, who then debuted in WWE's Chainsaw Charlie. Yeah, and he'd come out like in the kind of like a Leatherface kind of gimmick, like waving a chainsaw. Hence the fucking name Chainsaw Charlie. But yeah. you knew it was Terry Funk. And one of the best openings I've ever seen is when I believe it was either I'm going to get these mixed up, and so you can call me out on it if you want. But in, in a Royal Rumble, Terry Funk came out first as Chainsaw Charlie. And Cactus Jack came out second in the Royal Rumble. In the Royal Rumble, they fucking started off with, like, 
you know, they bought an entire shopping cart down full of, like, weapons and chairs and all <laughs> sorts of shit, right? And they threw it in the ring and they got started. It's like the first hardcore Royal Rumble. It was great because, like, they would start beating the fuck out of each other. Like, they would hit each other with a chair and then they would hand the other person the chair and then like, you hit me with it now. It's like, okay. And, like, they would go at it, right, back and forth. And you're sitting there like, this is insane. And then... Then the buzzer would ring and the third guy for the Royal Rumble would come out. They'd stop beating up on the other, take that dude out, throw him out over the ropes because that's how Royal Rumble works: it's top rope elimination. Yeah, <laughs> they eliminate him and then proceed to beat the shit out of each other again. Do they still do ladder matches? Yes. Okay. So I remember you know, a lot of those. Um. So that inspired like a lot of generational idiots. So to speak for wrestling, because like everybody wanted to do hardcore wrestling, there were a bunch of backyard federations that started doing that shit. Dude. Not to mention ECW was out at the time, so that started kind of fucking becoming a thing. What's that? ECW Extreme Extreme Championship Wrestling. It, okay, you know, have you heard about the wrestling where people are actually like throwing each other on like fucking windows and broken glass? Yeah, and that's shit? that's like the shit like we did. Yeah, like, and like the, they literally are like every uh, night these guys are like picking yeah, out. There's there's a there's GCW which is like just very fucking hardcore wrestling. That's like where Nick Gage is from, and that dude yeah. literally takes like pizza cutter to people's fucking heads and shit. Dude. Yeah, they're even fucking throwing people on like barbed wire. And oh shit. yeah, I'm like that, weird, it's, like, not, it's, it's not an uncommon fucking thing for me, but I, I like I can see it as a fan for you. Like you're like, what the fuck is going like, on? I watched it and I was like, this is bloody and shit. But I'm yeah. over here like, is this really worth it? Or yeah. <laughs> So, what's interesting is, like, now we have, you know, Terry Funk, who gave his, like, he gave it his all, man. And this dude was wrestling, like, well into his later years, man. I mean, like, he was already probably, like, I want to say in his 50s, maybe closer to his 60s, when the Attitude Era was a fucking thing. So, like, I just only know that's how crazy this dude but terry funk loved wrestling you can go and watch any of his stuff and in all of his promos like and i love the promo that wwe cut for him you can go and see it live on wwe.com or you can watch it on their youtube yeah that like the first thing they said is like he never wanted to be anything else other than a wrestler that's all he ever wanted to be um and and you see that and he gave it and to the day he died he did his profession um i think we knew Terry Funk was like in a bad place. So Terry Funk passing away, it was sad because like you feel bad because I don't think there was really a lot of people that had a bad thing to say about Terry Funk. He was the one that died of cancer, right? Uh I believe he had like a cancer or he was battling something, but he was he was just up there in age too. He was seventy nine uh, years old when he passed away. Yeah. So after the years and everything like that, you have it's just crazy that like it's still a shock to wrestling fans whenever we lose a wrestler, depending on how they go. Um, there are some where, where it's a complete shock, but Terry Funk was one of the ones where it's like, we knew things were bad. We didn't know how bad, unless you were in the know, but like it was bad. And it was kind of more of like, okay, Funk passed away. It's a sad day in wrestling, but you know he's not in pain anymore because he was like he, uh, from what i remember the last reading on like rumors and reports where he was like bedridden wasn't able to really move much but i don't like to think about that i like to think of the legacy he left and just knowing like the terry funk that i knew like i said for that like few years that i saw him wrestle yeah. it did inspire me and a group of my friends to get off our asses and go do this dumb shit 
to where like i mean we were taking stop signs to the head we would we were taking chairs to the head on a trampoline we were jumping off trampolines we literally mimicked the spot from ecw in one of our shows that we did (laughs) in our friend's backyard we mimicked the spot where cactus jack and terry funk call for chairs in the ring and the whole yeah. crowd threw still chairs into the ring and piles up the ring with still chairs i fucking remember something i saw a couple of years ago i went to O comic con here mm-hmm. in omaha when they did at the uh fuck i can't remember the one over there by the casino you yeah. know what i'm talking about the mid-america center okay they had a wrestling ring set up, and like amateur wrestlers were going in there and just going yeah, at him, man. There's a there's a local, uh, I think it's called PWP. Yeah, that's a that's a wrestling organization here in Omaha. Yeah, and then they do shows and shit down here. Yeah, like uh, um, that was like the first Comic Con I got my brother and his wife to go to, and I think my sister in law got into it <laughs> to the so, point where she like, look, one of these motherfuckers better bring the pain, or yeah. I'm not watching. <laughs> So, I, I mean, it, it's just, it was sad to see Funk go, uh, yeah. but, I mean, and the wrestling world was kind of that. Um, but, you know, it, it was sad. It, it was. It was it was, it was was a day. And uh, moving forward from that, we kind of just, like, we're like, okay, like, Funk died. We're going to remember his legacy. This is awesome. This is great. Uh, what we weren't ready for was the passing of Bray Wyatt. A.K.A. Guy, the Fiend. Right? Yeah, uh, Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, uh, Win, uh, Wyndham Rotunda is his real name. Um, that, th- I was I was eating dinner. It was uh, like about 6.30, maybe 6.40. No, it wasn't 6.45. It was around 6.30. And uh, I got a text from a friend of mine, my coworker of mine, Alex. And he goes, hey, uh, did you hear the news? And I go, what news, dude? And like normally he like we text just memes and shit, so bullshit. So as I click on the link that he's opening, right, it's Triple H's tweet. And Triple H tweeted out that like it is with deep sadness, you know, that I have to report that Wyndham Rotunda Wyndham Rotunda, better known as Bray Wyatt, better known uh, aka the Fiend, uh tragically passed away today. And I about spit out my fucking food, dude. Like, and I drop, I drop my phone, like, oh my God. And this is crazy, right? Because like, you're like, it's just a wrestling guy, dude. Like, it's like how, you know, it's a lot of people are like, it's just, it's just some guy, dude. Like you didn't even know him. You never met. I never met the guy. I never, you know, talked to him, didn't know him personally. He's never like retweeted, like nothing. But it's like when you get involved with people, even that you don't know, it's like it's sad to see them go. Like because yeah, I mean, it's like, like the same how a lot of comic fans felt when Stan Lee died, you or know? when you know Kevin Conroy died. Yeah, it just, but, it, but I just I have to say this because like there are some people that don't understand it. Yeah. Um, because like there are some of the people out there. It's like, well, if you died, would they care? Would they know? Well, but that's not how. I mean, I it doesn't matter. Some people just leave behind like a legacy that you right. know. Like, let's put it this way. It matters to some people if they got into that phantom. Like, if Kim Kardashian died, I wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> but, yeah. but there's some people that would. Yeah, but and if Ryan okay. Reynolds died, I would break down because I was like, I'm a... Right. And it's not just a Deadpool but thing. But, like, it's... Like it's, 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 it's uh, I, I see where some people are coming from with the whole, like, oh, well, I didn't know him. And, you know, they don't care if you died. They don't care if you don't have money on your food or you're on your table. What they were a part but of was just, a part of your life. Right. And that's that's where I see it. So yeah. I was in utter fucking disbelief because, like, 
I mean, God, not even a week before we had heard that Bray Wyatt was going to be coming back. Um, they had, they had said he'd been out for a while with medical issues and they weren't saying what it was. Um, until okay, this was, so you don't know if this is like health or just right. Like, we didn't know what was going on, and we knew he, something was going on, but we didn't know why he was gone. Because um, he had made a return to the TV, he did a match with LA Knight, and then he left. And it was it was like it, okay, it was weird, right? So it's like what the fuck, man. Um, then they released that he had been battling COVID. He had got COVID early in the year, and it caused you know respiratory infection he was fighting something yeah. with his heart and then finally i guess that's what took him it's weird uh, sorry like just gonna get my two cents about that it's weird because i noticed i, I met a lot of people who fell to symptoms of covid uh-huh. but it wasn't covid itself it was always like everything that followed after strokes heart attacks you know health problems right so i'm, I'm assuming this is what got him and i i mean you know like fucking Dude, he was young. I think they said like thirty six years old. Yeah, like that's that's just insanity. And yeah, it's like halfway to your life, honestly. Like, like I mean, I he he was younger than I am, and I take worse care of myself. And <laughs> it just um, it just kind of blew me away, and it blew me and all of my fucking friends away too at the same time because um. We just we just really didn't know what the hell was going on. I mean, I think all of us called. Like, I mean, I I have a bunch of friends that we all talk and we all you know get together. Uh, but like, it was just so freaking weird that. Um, yeah, I can't remember if it was his correct age, but it was so freaking weird that we would call each other and and this like we all were talking to each other like that day. Like there were so many texts out about Bray Wyatt, and it was just kind of a shock to the system that like we lost two fucking wrestlers in two days, like back to back. Yeah. Um, because I think I heard about Terry Funk off Twitter at like three in the afternoon on Wednesday, and then Thursday we lost Bray. Like, dude, it was it was fucking nuts, dude. So, um, yeah, it was just it was just pretty crazy, dude. So, like, we watched uh, SmackDown, did their memorial yesterday, which you came in at the end of. Yeah. Um, the opening uh, was was pretty crazy. They did the tribute, and I was bawling like a little fucking kid. It was the whole "I'm not crying, you're crying" yeah. scene in my house that day. Uh, I, and I'm not afraid to admit it. Like, yeah, I was fucking crying. Like, and what really got me was like when they did the Bray Wyatt at the very end. They said like they had like the fucking crowd, dude. God damn them! Started chanting. He's got the whole world in his hands because this was like a, 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 yeah. a scene from a script. What does the lantern represent? So it's just like because he would come out like he was supposed to be like um like a New Orleans bayou cult leader when oh, he originally started okay, I get and so it they now. would come out like they're coming out of the woods and stuff like that like uh, backwoods you know kind of like how undertaker sometimes uh, kinda, some a little shit. bit kind of like, that, that was part kinda, of his, yeah. his thing so like it was him Brody lee aka luke harper eric rowan who were the original wyatt family yeah uh later on they would go on to add ron Strowman, and uh it's it's just so surreal too because like two years ago we lost Brody lee aka luke harper and him and 
and uh, Wyndham were really fucking close. So Bray and him were like like two years apart. It's it's insane. Uh, two guys out of the same faction, like it's insane. So I it was it was just crazy. And then the crowd chanting, like we got the whole roll in our hands. Then the close up of the chair, the rocking chair that Bray would come out and sit down in while the while, while Luke and Rowan went into the match and did their thing. Mm. And it was just empty and blank. Um, just getting getting there right now. It's like just thinking about it. It was like really sad, man. Um, and, uh, I think, like, I expected, I expected it, I saw it coming, but the video package they did, and the in room was really, you know, kind of, kind of just, just wrenched at the heart a little bit, dude, uh, and it, and it made you think, I mean, he left behind his two kids, when they, and, like Nessa said, it hits different when you're a parent, and you see... Like, they showed photos of him with his family. Like, he's brushing his daughter's hair. and You know, they're playing around. And, like, it hits different when you're a parent because you're like, fuck, yeah. dude. Like, when you're a parent, that kind of image hits you different. And, uh, I mean, to lose him such a young age, 36 years old. And now his two kids got to grow up with his, you know, and he, and he left his wife and his two kids, three, uh, four kids, I believe. Um... Like, it was just sad, right? So, like, and then the fans chanting, like, that didn't help. (laughs) Like, I mean, Niagara Falls, dude. You know, like, I was was fucking, I was was bawling my eyes out. Uh, Thinking about it right now, I'm bawling my fucking eyes out. Um, And here I thought I was the emotional one. Right. (laughs) And, uh... You good, man? Yeah, so it was just, it was just a touching moment. And then they had, like, a few of the wrestlers come out. And then, like, the show goes on. That's that's always been the saying, and like I said, there were always events that like you would think like wrestling would stop. Uh, I, I'm gonna shoot back here, September 11th. Not, you know, yeah. Then all events shut down. Remember that, except Vince McMahon. Now yeah. he got a lot of shit for that, but I think Vince McMahon did the right thing. He didn't let them win. He didn't let terrorism win. He didn't let them stop. Not only like I mean like yes, he was still making his money. But, like, instead of closing down a show and showing respect, he was like, we're going to perform as a respect. And they put on the entire fucking Monday Night Raw live after the fucking events of, um, like, within September the same week. After, yeah. So, like, the show always goes on. Um, what I think is the legacy that he leaves, it's very rare. And the reason I wanted to talk about the themes with Bray Wyatt, and it was rare that you found somebody that like you can read online and there's always dirt on someone right there's always like they're always talking shit yeah they're always trying to eat you like in like i said earlier in that dog eat dog world but nobody really had a bad thing to say about bray like they were like dude he always was like that helping hands like let me help elevate you to the top yeah let's do it the other way around and we can see that now with like la knight who was his last opponent at the mountain dew match and gave a hell of a fucking speech by the way um that he gave last night, the promo he gave before he fought Finn Balor, hell of a fucking speech, man, to L.A. Knight. But um, it's just very rare that you would ever find, you know, somebody that that like was like that in the wrestling business because it's not like that. It's not like that at all. Mm-hmm. So I I I don't think that the show itself was very. Um, 
I miss the tribute shows like what they did with uh, Owen Hart, where they pulled the wrestlers into a like a sound booth and they let them tell stories. I wish they would have done something like that, but they didn't. Um, they just showed like highlights of Bray like winning the championship or doing certain things in his career, his like debut stuff like that. Uh, in between commercial like going and coming from commercial breaks. I think I think the show could have been a little bit better, um, but it was it was okay. It was what it was. Yeah. And the last thing I think I want to touch on is like his last match. Uh, I think it helped elevate LA Knight to where he's at now, to where we're gonna see a bigger star coming out of LA Knight. Yeah. Um. But I just I, I think a lot of people like hate on it because it was like the Mountain Dew, you know, glow in the dark match. <laughs> And it was just like, uh, that's 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 the last match everyone's going to remember him for. And I, I honestly got to say that I didn't hate that match. I thought it was it was good for what it was. Like it was supposed to be a gimmick match, and I think Bray carried it very well. And I think LA Knight and him put on a hell of a show for that match. And I'm not just saying it because he fucking died. I'm not sugarcoating shit here. Yeah. Like if I thought it was a shit match, I would have told you it was that was just fucking trash and nobody watched it. Go out, have a cigarette go to the restroom go take you know like go buy your concessions but it was a decent match for what they had to work with and i enjoyed it um what i am gonna say going forward is i hope that maybe bo dallas comes out and get bo dallas is his brother um maybe we get to see a continuation I, I i don't know if they're gonna continue the story of the fiend and and uncle howdy because i don't i i personally feel like they're not going to they're just gonna let it die no pun intended here. Yeah. Um, they're going to let it just go by the wayside because it's like... I say, but... Like, uh, they're not going to fucking continue that, and I, and I think that's a good idea. Uh, however, if Bo Dallas uh, was to be like, I want to continue the Uncle Howdy, I want to continue going forward with the story that Bray set up because he was a fucking genius, man. This dude set up something in wrestling that was a... Ref- refreshing view on on a take on characters we hadn't seen in a while he had such great ideas and i think uh chris put it best as i i just think vince never understood him never understood him so i would love to see if like maybe they have some of this jotted down on paper somewhere and could go and run with it and use bo dallas and bring him back because his brother was a great wrestler when he was around wasn't a bad wrestler um I think if they did that, it could go forward and do something here. But we'll see what happens as it comes. But for now, I wanted to hijack the show today. I wanted to talk about two of my, you know, two wrestlers that, because wrestling is near and dear to my heart, uh, it always will be. If there weren't so many wrestling podcasts out there, I would do a wrestling podcast, but yeah. I cannot compete with wrestling podcasts. And I, every to, retired, to be honest, I can't help you. With yeah, that. no. <laughs> and, and every retired wrestler has a podcast. And yeah. I mean, like, honestly, even as a podcaster, and I talk about comic books. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> if, if I was a wrestler talking about podcasts, we'd instantly, if I was an ex-wrestler on TV, we'd have over a thousand views every episode. Yeah, I mean, Because freaking... people would listen to, uh, want to listen to a wrestler. Freaking Hulk Hogan was just on Joe Rogan experience like a couple weeks, a couple days. Yeah, but Joe Rogan can also cash in. But like, I mean, yeah, if you want to talk about who's got the podcast, I mean, Chris Jericho has a podcast. Ric Flair has a podcast. Kevin Nash has a podcast. Sean Waltman has a podcast. It's a very competing. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I don't ever. That's why, like, I'm like, I'd love to sit down and talk wrestling. Yeah. But it's just not in the cards and not meant to be. But I can mention it every now and again on our show, so it's not a big well, deal. Yeah, because a lot of so, this stuff ties into pop culture, man. Uh, yeah, and and I just love the and I want to just throw like if you're a horror fan and you like the work of the fiend, just always remember that Mark Silvestri. He's the one that did the fucking um the mask for the fiend. Yeah. If you don't know who that is, he did like he's a big horror guy. He was the guy that um did you ever see the movie from Dust Dawn? Uh, the one with from, the vampires? Yeah, right? the one with George Clooney and the vampires, Sam Hayek. Yeah. Okay, you remember the guy that has the crotch fucking shotgun? Or the yeah. crotch? That's that's him. Oh, yeah. But he designed, so the, he designed the mask, and he designs a lot of, like, horror props yeah. for the, a lot of the old-school horror movies yeah, that Danny were, like... Danny Trejo is a vampire and yeah. shit. <laughs> um, so, I wanted to talk about this today, so thank you guys for tolerating me. Mark, thank you, because I know you didn't want to. And we were only supposed to go a half hour, but no, I ended up dude, talking dude, way too fucking much. I'm always down for podcasting. I'm just going to be semi-conscious, because <laughs> I don't know how to fucking take a break. Um, So, like, I just, uh, I, really I, I thank you guys for sticking around and hanging out. Next week, I promise I will read some books. Yeah. Uh, I, I got actually, a comic line, though. <laughs> I actually am reading books. Yeah. And we've got some great, exciting comics coming. And I don't know if... I have, I'm just going to borrow one here, oh, and I'm going to make a sound here real quick. I got quick. the bucket. Because uh, in a few weeks, I know that was loud, jeez, but in a few <laughs> weeks, I'm going to be throwing some more coins in there because we're going to be talking about Wolverine and Predator. Ah. So I, I had to drop it in there because you said I had to do that every time they said Predator, right? Yep. So at the end of the uh, year, whatever we get the money on, we're going to... We'll split and buy something cool for the podcast. Uh, Maybe we'll get a green screen or something. <laughs> I mean, I have a green screen. Would you talking about going to YouTube now? Uh, I don't think I want to do that. Nah, let, let's face it. We say a lot of shit we probably shouldn't say. <laughs> oh, yeah, YouTube will ban us in like an hour. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll Ten get, minutes. We'll time. get something cool. Maybe another mic for a third dude, dude, dude. You know what we could do? We could do an episode where we make food that's popular in pop culture. Uh, I'm actually doing that tomorrow. I'm making um, an egg uh, egg and rice omelet that I learned to make from Food uh, Food Wars. Omelet rice? Yeah. Oh, I do avoid. I'm gonna try to that. make that. That's, that's supposed to be like a real good delicacy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try it. Yeah. So yeah, like, like a, I, I gotta show you this. Okay. So the people on there can be kind of cringe, but the food they make on that show called People versus Food. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of pop culture foods, and I ain't gonna lie, dope. Some of it you can tell it's just like DiGiorno or something heated <laughs> up, but uh, I respect that they did a One Piece episode, and they ate meat on a bone. Did okay. not look like anything in the anime, but you know what? I'll try it. But um, can I just hijack this for a minute real quick, man? Yeah. Okay, so uh, not to bring the room down any more than we already did, but, you know, it's an emotional episode. But, yeah, um, definitely, for sure. Uh, Sorry, guys. Nah, it's all good. <laughs> I got a little we, teared up during it, dude. So we just wanted to give a shout-out to, you know, I'm just going to go say, go ahead and say one of our number one fans, because he's always hitting us up about it. But, uh, you know, just shout-out to our buddy David. You know, I know you're having a bit of a hard time, man. We're sorry for your loss. You know, it's not easy losing a buddy like that. Yeah, if you rewind to the one I was talking about. We will go back to that mental health. No, I'm saying if you rewind back to the when I was just talking about the kid in high school that was bang-bang, that's him. Oh, that's him? That's him. Oh, okay. (laughs) Damn. 
yeah, yeah, I told you, I when I make friends, dude, I tend to try to keep my friends. Yeah, but um, we know you're having a hard time, man, and our condolences. Like, we know it's not easy losing a buddy like that, but, you know, we we just want to say rest in peace to your friend. Um, if I'm saying his name wrong, I'm sorry, but Garrett Bertram, uh, rest easy. And, again, me and Serge cannot stress this enough. Whether it's a normal person or veterans, especially, because they deal with, like, some of the hardest shit we can't imagine. But if you're a veteran, just please, like, we're going to leave the veteran crisis hotline and all that up on our socials. If you need somebody to talk to, just please reach out. Like, we cannot stress that enough. It's a, it's a hard time that we're living in, and we only get through this stuff by sticking together and leaning on each other for help and support. So, just find somebody to talk to. Because, unlike us, not everybody is good at combating that darkness. Sometimes you just need a friend, you know? But, um, our thoughts and prayers are with you, man. We, I mean, it, it's hard to say, but we hope you start feeling better in a couple of days. Like, I don't know what else to say, man. Like, it, it sucks. It's hard when you lose somebody that means a lot to you. That that's why I, I don't really stress you about the wrestling and stuff because to me it doesn't. I mean, it, I may not always get it, but I do understand what it's like to lose something that's a part of basically your entire life. You know, like 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 I said, if I found out that Oda died, oh, I'd be in like a month long depression. Oh yeah, like I mean, yeah, when, when that was when I made yeah, the like, decision, um, the first tattoo on my body ever is the brand of sacrifice from berserk and i yeah. got that i made the reservation for the appointment the day mura died the day he died yeah. um, me and my buddy both in france my buddy jeremy we both went and got the tattoo and when i got the tattoo or when he got his tattoo first because you know he knew he knew his artist so his artist got him in like day one i didn't know an artist i didn't have one i still don't have like a tattoo artist because i'm not a yeah. tattoo artist like freak i'm not an ink freak so uh i beg the difference <laughs> so when i got this uh yeah. it took me a little while but and this might sound gay we i was like what is your design what design did you give your tattoo artist he's like this one and i'm like send me that and then i told my i want the same thing so it matches the same one he has is is it's they're almost identical yeah then my little brother my little brother Chris got a tattoo, and he has the brand of sacrifice. Where I wanted mine was on the neck. How come you didn't get it on the neck? Because my tattoo guy was didn't want to do it. I had never gotten a tattoo before, and he didn't want to risk it because uh, I've never been like hit with a needle before. So. If, yeah, because uh, that's kind of like a more sensitive area. Yeah. Actually, I so, think it wouldn't be that bad because so, it's kind of thick uh, muscle. I do have a few regrets of like where I got it. Like I got it right here. I yeah, wish I would have got like, it right this here. Bitch hurt. Yeah, I wish I would have got it right here so yeah. I could show it off more. But also, I was raised in, in I was raised as a '90s baby. Yeah. To where I was like, if I have to go to work, look presentable. You would have to cover it up. And I don't want to wear a long sleeve shirt all day. It's funny that a lot of jobs just let you do that now. No, like, nowadays the culture's changed, but my yeah. mind when I was setting the date for the tattoo think... was still stuck in the nineties. Yeah, you know what my brother used to tell me, man. So he used to tell me never get a full sleeve tattoo yeah. because if you got to get a job, you're gonna have to wear a long sleeve. And guess what? He has a full sleeve fucking tattoo now. Exactly right. <laughs> it's like so. It's just really funny that that's like. Changed, but he has to wear but... a uniform anyway. So. But um. 
but yeah, I wanted to talk about that. Uh, thanks you guys all for letting me get that off my chest. I know that, and we will return to our regularly scheduled stuff uh, next week. And hopefully next week we end up taking that trip if things go well. Oh yeah, so, so we are hoping to head out to Kansas City to the Union Station Spider Man exhibit. Um, so if yeah. we do, yeah, uh, keep an eye on our Instagram, which I am now part of the Instagram. They know. Oh, they know. Yeah, <laughs> I know because I've been having to do spell checking. <laughs> uh, so if you see shit spelled wrong or mistagged, it's Serge's fault because Serge is trying to help you know with the Instagram and interact yeah. with you guys a little more. Um, so and if it looked like it think. changed 10 minutes later, that was on me. And, um, <laughs> I'm just letting you know that like, you'll be seeing previews of what I'm going to be reading on our Instagram. You I'm going to be man? trying to post that. This is your episode. This was your heartfelt moment. Why don't you tell the folks where they can find us at today? What, you just want me to do it? Yeah, man. Yeah. Go ahead. So if you guys are interested and want to hear more, like, and subscribe to our podcast, we are on Spotify, Google play, Amazon Music, and wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on all social media platforms like X and TikTok at Comics Unchained 1. Instagram, that's You can where find us on active. X at Com Unchained. And you can find us also on Instagram where we seem to be doing most of our posting mm-hmm. at Com Unchained. Yeah, we got invited to the Illuminati today, so, so I don't know what to think about dude, that. Dude, I'm down, bro. <laughs> like, I am so down into... The, like, I'm telling you, like, the only other thing I'd ever want to do is an anime podcast and yeah. a conspiracy podcast. Like, uh, you know, one of those. Like, and we, oh, my God. Like, right. I would be perfect for I, look, one of those. I freaked of those. out. I backed out. Mostly because but, uh, it's like how somebody said I can't handle the responsibility I'm just, I'm just of Spider-Man. Saying, dude, I can't handle the responsibility. Unlimited power. <laughs> like, uh, that's all I'm going to say. So, Maybe yeah, dude, make sure you guys like and subscribe to us. Let us know what you guys <laughs> think. Either, you know, in the uh, rate us. Give us a five-star rating because that's how we're going to get out there. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's no Patreon. There's no nothing. All our episodes are free. So, like, we pay for everything out of our own pocket. We do all of this on our own. We do it all because we love talking about our pop culture. And anything you guys, any suggestions you guys give us, we'll always take to heart and we'll always bring it to the show because Mark is usually generally keeps me on top of that. So with that being said, that's going to wrap up for us tonight. Mark, thank you for letting me kind of hijack the show. I know I I can talk forever, so sorry about that. Dude, I am always down for conversation, (laughs) semi-conscious or not. I push through. So with all that being said, guys, as always from us here at Comics Unchained, Keep on reading, and also, rest in peace.